Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest and co-creator, Cammy. Hey, Cammy, how are you today? Hey, Ryan, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well, too. Uh, we are jumping right into these things. Uh, we, we missed, I, I think we missed a, a week, but we're here. It's all good. Don't. It don't was fret. my birthday. That's right. Yeah. So if you didn't say happy birthday to Cammy, you're not a real fan. Turn off the show now. Get out of here. No. <laughs> Uh, if you're just joining us, so mystery, we pick uh, random lexicon, deep topics, legends, myths. We've uh, recently had some great episodes. Um, I really enjoyed when we talked about the last Viking, Harold Hardrada, and so did YouTube. I noticed that one kind of popped off a little bit. Uh, but we've also talked about things like um, Karna, Lakshmi from the uh, Hindu uh, mythological figures. And uh, we, of course, touch on many topics like Greek and Roman myth. This time we're, we're following the tradition of uh, Hindu, not by talking about another Hindu figure, but by talking about a lesser known mythological figure, and that would be Quetzalcoatl, uh, who is a, a Mesoamerican deity, um, mainly known like uh, through the Aztecs and the Toltecs, but uh, as I'll talk about later in the show, you know, very, very broad, very much like Thor, how many different peoples worshipped him, not just the North, Norse people. So uh, Cammy will give a story of Quetzalcoatl, and then I'll uh, lead sort of a little discussion about some facts, what we know, and what uh, evidence we have, what what primary sources there are of Quetzalcoatl. So Cammy, take it away. Yeah, absolutely. So I used Mythopedia.com, Quetzalcoatl by Evan Meehan, and WilderUtopia.com by Jack Edit. And that article was Aztec myth, Quetzalcoatl re, uh, rescues humanity in the land of the dead. In the days when the humans all died out in the fourth sun, and the gods were the only beings left to rule the land, two brothers went on a quest to revive humanity so that humans may rule in the fifth sun. The jade bones of mankind lay to rest in the land of the dead. Sholot, the evening star, told his brother he knew the path to the underworld so he could lead them there for he guided the sun each night to that place. And Quetzalcoatl said he knew the way out of the land of the dead, for he was the morning star, and he led the sun out each day to greet the world. So they set on their quest. When they reached the innermost chamber of the underworld, where the king and queen of the dead sat, Quetzalcoatl spoke up and asked, the jade, asked for the jade bones of the previous race of humans upon which the two sat. The king protested. He had much wealth in jade because of the bones, so he didn't want to lose his riches. But Quetzalcoatl was wise and cunning. He spoke, Humans are mortal beings. You are not to lose your riches, but will have them multiply. For when the humans die, they will return to you. But when they are on earth, they will make more humans to return to the seat of the underworld upon death. The queen was eager to return more riches to the place, so she agreed. But as she spoke, her husband cut her off. Yes, you may have these bones, as my wife has said, but only after you've traversed the underworld four times and played my conch as loud as a horn. The gods took the shell and went to take their path, but the two were at a loss for how to play the instrument. It had no holes to blow and no finger holes in to tune the sound, so they urged the worms to crawl from the depths of the earth and chew three perfect holes in the conch. And then they tried to play, but they were not able to make the sound of a horn, so they found a bee and had her crawl inside the shell and beat her wings. The horn blast filled the entire underworld with glorious sound, so they returned to collect the bones. But the god of the underworld had a different idea of what taking meant, for he had no intention of the two leaving his place with them. 
He had his servants block their path out by digging a huge trench that they could not pass easily, and then he ordered his other servants to give chase so they may fall into the pit. The two brothers ran, but Quetzalcoatl fell into the trench and broke many of the jade bones, mixing them up as he picked them up from the ground, but he had to continue. So he said, some people will be tall and others short, for their bones are broken, and the fourth son every human was the same size. And he and his brother left the place of the dead, and when they returned to the land of the living, they took the bones and ground them up and dripped their blood into the bones, and then they ground corn into them to make flesh so the people may live. And the first sons and daughters were born into the earth again as the fifth son dawned a new era. Whoa. Check out that, you know, that's like one of those recipes for like, you know, almond flour <laughs> pancakes right. that you start and you, that's the story you got to read and then you finally get to the recipe. <laughs> yes, that's the recipe really cool. for humans. Right, yeah. That's really wild. I love that. Um, you know, I did I did kind of briefly see that's one of the, the famous stories and it, it got me thinking, you know, there's uh, one story that I kind of came across, um, which is depicted as one of the most famous ones, is Quetzalcoatl's departure from Tallinn. Tallinn is uh, a was the capital of the Toltec Empire at its height um, during the ninth to twelfth century of the Common Era, and um, so huge huge city. You know, think like Rome at its height and stuff like that. And um, there, there's some myth uh, regarding Quetzalcoatl leaving, and that being a prophecy of the Spanish arriving, the death and destruction that came through. And then there's this um, really cool idea that uh, some people believe today, you know, uh, Nahuatl, the language spoken by that, uh, by, by then and now, um, believe, um, many people believe that he'll come back, yeah, you know, and that's a prophecy. Anyway, it made me realize that, um, you know, th- while this figure is very old, Quetzalcoatl, he, he's, he's been worshipped very recently. And I'm really curious you know, I, I nothing in my evidence that I'll go through soon suggests this, but I wonder, you know, are um, whether it's Greek mythology uh, or things like that. You know, Christianity has obviously had some big uh, events happening with Judaism sprouting Christianity, and then later like Islam. You know, lots of different sects of Christianity have have. Uh, formed and while there are many different tribes you know to say the aztecs and the toltecs worshipped um, quetzalcoatl is correct but there were many mesoamerican tribes some that weren't in the orbit of these empires and these empires shattered and just like rome you know like florence became its own republic you know it wasn't we, they weren't like we're rome they were just like well you know a long time ago we were we were part of them but um i'm i'm really curious if 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 these if like the the we'll ever figure out if like there was any big schism like that like in the second century BCE was there a huge like tumultuous someone was like no Quetzalcoatl is the feathered serpent and they're like no it was someone else anyway that's Brian's um weird uh, intrusive thought regarding mythology for the day on to Quetzalcoatl so we're talking about uh, South America um, America and South America the Americas as you may say. Quetzalcoatl, major deity um, regarding these peoples, mainly the the people who spoke uh, Nahuatl, and and his name in Nahuatl means feathered serpent. And you'll see the unique art style that he's depicted. He has lots of feathers going on, and there's some like snake iconography um, regarding that. So it's it's really fun to see. Um, There's some really cool things that we know about him, though. 
Uh, in the Aztec pantheon, he was seen as very benevolent and wise, associated, uh, Cammy mentioned he, the morning star, also kind of associated as the god of the winds. He's also connected to Venus, the planet Venus, which I thought I was I saw uh, that, yeah. His, I, I think his brother, like, I guess the morning star is Venus. Oh, maybe. that makes sense, sure. I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, We're all he, looking at the same sky. Or the, not, I'm sorry, the evening star. Right. Um, one thing, he reminded me a lot of Prometheus, because sure. he was doing all these things to help mankind. Yeah, that story really. Yeah, and that's a you know he he was he was like very benevolent, very much an ally of the people. So yeah, it was really it's it's cool to see that. Um, uh, yeah, he he's connected with uh, uh, the colors green, white, and yellow. Um, the Mogwai plant, the bird Quetzal, which you may have been familiar with, very pretty bird. There there are some connections in the names there. I I've done a little looking into. Um, um, I read the Wikipedia page. That's the looking into I did. But uh, it's, it is a very pretty bird, too, though. There's several different kind of Quetzals, but the main Quetzal, um, very pretty. Uh, so how do we know what we know about Quetzalcoatl? That's uh, a good question. Yeah, and it, it, it is. And uh if if you were if you were me you learned about Quetzalcoatl because of Final Fantasy 8 he's a summon in Final Fantasy 8 it's a really cool looking um, Is that the one that drops like the super rare weapon? No, uh, that's a that, different bird. Okay, I believe so. Yeah, um, so I, I when I was a kid, Final Fantasy VIII. I, there's this there's a summon you get. And it's Quetzalcoatl. And it's the first time I saw this name. Couldn't have figured out where it came from, but it's and it's this cool. It, it is. It's like a. It looked like a hairy bird, but I can kind of see you now. You know, this is old PlayStation One graphics. They're kind of they're feathers. It's it's like a a flying bird but it's also very like thin like a snake so i think they did a good job of depicting it and it calls thunderstorm to wreck your enemies and do that so again when the winds and all that i, I can see that um but how how else how do we know about quetzalcoatl aside from final fantasy 8 what evidence do we have that quetzalcoatl exists aside from final fantasy 8 well there's a lot of archaeological evidence um there are many sites in uh throughout uh, the americas that depict quetzalcoatl including the pyramids of tehua uh, Teotihuacan, uh, the Chichen Itza pyramid, and uh, these give us uh, literal visual representations of how Quetzalcoatl was worshipped and depicted um, just the day in the lives of the people of that time. There are some written sources that we have too, um, uh, notably the Aztec codices and Spanish chronicles during their conquest that give us, uh, us an idea of the role in society. Um, so, of course, Nahuatl is a living language. Um, Quetzalcoatl means feathered serpent. Uh, this is this is a continuation. We know this. Um, so this is something that gives us uh, more today. Um, some further uh, evidence, and one of the oldest um, carvings that we have, is at the Olmec site of La Venta, which dates back to around 900 BCE. That's crazy, y'all. Yeah. So this this isn't this is old this is ancient but it's also very recent too I think when we think of like um, Mesoamerican society we tend to like kind of think Colombian but even go farther back and and you know but the, these these cultures and societies were extremely well refined and you know Rome fell and and crumbled in the fourth century and and fractured and stuff like that and while Mesoamerica didn't have a Byzantium uh, it did have extremely uh, advanced peoples um so so keep that in mind and and you know quetzalcoatl this figure we have references to him dating back to 900 bce that's why and and again so from 900 bce all the way up to um the uh 10th century ce he's being discussed and talked about so 
Um, the uh, Spanish Chronicles were a collection of books that were written by Spanish conquistadors and their descendants. Uh, these chronicles provide us with the information. The Aztec Codices are a collection of manuscripts that were written by the Aztecs themselves. Um, these contain a ton of information as well. Uh, so uh, they, it looks like, um, and I was interested, they mention, uh, I'll have to find where I put the note, um, they wrote on uh, like uh, tree bark uh, they would like kind of like process and that's what they used to write on so i thought that was really cool that because uh, i was wondering how the writings were kept if they were kept at all um there was a few codexes as well um or codices i guess i just said that uh the codex borgia the codex cospi and the florentine codex these were really cool that i looked into mainly the borgia one especially um it's a pre-columbian uh mesoamerican pictorial manuscript that's from central america that featured calendrical and ritual content dating from the 16th century so it looks like i guess it was like kind of put together um a little later but uh it was really uh wild um it's one of the handful of pre-columbian mexican codices that were not destroyed during the 16th century conquest um and it just includes a lot of awesome uh, information uh oh yeah here we go um it was made from amate um bark paper a type of uh bark paper made from the fiscus tree it is 39 double-sided pages long or 78 single pages approximately uh 1030 centimeters more than 33 feet in width when unfolded these pages are filled with intricate pictographs and hieroglyphs which have been subject to scholarly study so yeah i really love to see this um it, we, we get their calendars from the famous calendars uh fam some famous calendars um the gods of the aztec pantheon uh rituals and ceremonies astronomical observations cosmological concepts so it was really fun to see that one document was able to survive with such a wealth of information and then again so historians cross-reference these things with uh, other things the linguistic evidence the archaeological carvings things like that and that's how we know about what we know and uh just to throw like a pop culture reference because this is pretty recent other than final fantasy 8 which was not recent at all <laughs> um the latest black panther movie features uh the villain the marvel villain namor he's usually a villain uh, he's featured heavily in the x-men but uh and he is he's they, i think they mentioned the word mutant they're, they're starting to bring the x-men in to the marvel universe cameo i don't know if you know that but um no i did not know yeah that. they're creeping in namor is definitely like he he was a a, a big baddie in the x-men world um they give him a um mesoamerican background and it seems like he kind of um uh, essentially depicts like quetzalcoatl in a way he he has um like uh wings on his ankles sort of like hermes and he's allowed to fly but he can swim um, and they, there's a lot of, um, connection to Mesoamerican culture, um, it, with his character this time around and his name, Namor is, uh, he, he takes vengeance on these conquistadors cause he's been around for hundreds of years. And, uh, this priest like says that he is like uh, a boy without love, you know, n no, not love, Namor, Namor. Namor. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So if, if you watch Black Panther and you saw that, that's yeah. There's a lot of like references um, to it there, and and it was really cool to see. And it's fun because it was weird having just Thor take over the religious, uh, you know, ness of of everything. So thanks for throwing something else in there, Marvel. But yeah, I I, I it was fun to look into Quetzalcoatl. I took a class a long time ago when I was doing my undergraduate on Mesoamerican um, society during the conquest and um the i know the religion was really important um 
it, and it's really fun to see a little bit more, especially just like how when we touched on the Hindu uh, topics, it's fun to see the evidence because um, we, we you know we we take it for granted sometimes, and I think we understand Greek mythology and Roman mythology a little bit more just because of how we're Western centered. But uh, it's fun to see how it's it's very similar. The same the same sources for one civilization are, are mirror on the others, and just like how we know of gorgons and stuff like that because of these old plates and vases and jars, it's very similar in on the uh, complete other side of the world at the same time. Again, nine hundred BCE. So, Cami, people are gonna you. people. Yeah, that's all they do. Ra, Ra, the god of sun god. Remember that? I lost yeah. my crap. Oh, yeah, everybody, <laughs> it's called Ra. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> But um, thanks for listening. Cami. thank you for your story. Uh, everyone, thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you have any topics that you think you we should cover, please let us know. Mystery, remember it's all one word, uh, but story is spelled with an I-E instead of a Y. Um, you can also reach out to me, Bryant, or Cami. That's Cami. Uh, you can reach out to us and let us know what you think um if you have anything you'd like to add that we should discuss or any any connection to quetzalcoatl that you have let us know uh we always appreciate any anything that you can add to our discussion that we're we're here to learn that's why this podcast is here we, we just want to talk about stuff and we're going to be wrong or, or miss some blatant things quite a bit so i think that's the end of the show though cammy anything you'd like to add <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I I had really a lot of fun this week. I know we yeah. haven't really touched on um, Mesoamerican stuff too much at all, if any. Sure. Um, but next time, we're actually going to have a special guest on yes. Shanika from the Self Created Podcast. So that'd be fun. I'm excited about that as well. Yeah, having a third voice is always enjoyable. So, and if you ever want to be our third voice, let us know. We'd love to. Yeah, have please. You. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, everyone, thanks for joining us uh, again, and we will see you next time. Oh. oh.